Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. Appreciate y'all tuning in. I hope y'all having a fantastic weekend. It's Saturday. We're going to get it in. Y'all already know what the subject is. Passport bros. But before we get started, y'all already know what it is. I've been growing. I got YouTube up video. If y'all want to come in and, uh, you know, start a podcast or talk about something else, a nice adult discussion, go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. I'm in 102 countries now. It's a 20 country jump. I think... uh what is it? Kuwait and Germany have been tuning in pretty good, which is fantastic. I'm almost at 10K listens, about 900 subscribers. It's booming, baby. It's booming. Was it uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, WordPress, a couple others now. But uh, before we get started, oh, actually, let me, let me rewind that back. If y'all could rate this, I don't care what you rate it, just please rate it so we can, you know, get that algorithm all nice and dandy. All right, now before we get started, go ahead, Dale. Can you please introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Uh, name is Mason. Uh, work at Sound Special Forces Group. Uh, not really much for, not really much for an introduction, but I'm just here to have a good conversation with our generous host here, and I'm grateful to be a part of this podcast yet again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on here before. I think we did. What did we do? I think we did Woman King. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that definitely was a good one. I got a lot of feedback from it, too. Um, so what, what's going on with this passport, bros? I, I think I just recently heard about it probably about uh, two months ago, actually. Yeah, well, it's one thing like, I want to clear up as far as the definition of passport, bros, because it's a very unorganized. You know, which I think it should be, right? It doesn't really need a set distinction to it. But what it really is, it's a group of men, primarily black men, who are basically tired of dating in the West and they go they go abroad to other countries in order to find their relationships and marriage. That's essentially what passport bros are. And I think the conversation is definitely veered too far left. And what I think it is personally because it's primarily black men that are spearheading this movement, there's a lot of issues and you usually find it with um, black women. And I think the, the sentiments behind it is that there was a point in time where people never really thought that black men were going to take their resources and exercise their options elsewhere. And now that we are and we're making a lot of noise about it, now it's starting to be immediate pushback. Because the thing about men going overseas and finding wives, it's not new. You know, military men especially have been doing it, I think, since like the 60s or 70s. You know, oh. but that was more so white men that were doing it. Now, you would have some brothers that would go out there and do it as well, but it was more so white men that were doing it. But it's now that we've started doing it, and just the average black dude, not even really just someone who's in the, who's in the military, now there's, and of course, now there's a lot more negative feedback towards it. And there's a lot of misconstrued. Um, it's very misconstrued as well, as far as what the intentions are behind it. Yeah, I, I looked it up. I was doing my research on it because I was asked to join a group called Passport Bro. Somebody reached out to me. A couple of people reached out to me. And like, hey, man, I think you'd be, and I thought it was a scam, you know, oh, man, you can come to this group, you're going to do a subscription. Now there's like, hey, I, I think I like your mindset, Julian, everything about you, you should join Passport Bros. And I was like, nah, I'll get back to you, I don't know what's going on right now, but I'll get back to you. And somebody else asked me again. Really? You just don't know what it's, you just didn't know Yeah, yeah I didn't know it. You know, I, was, I wasn't, and then I started hearing more about it. And of course, they reached back out at the same time, you know, energy lie, don't lie. And then I was like, wow. This is a thing. And then there's actually a dictionary def definition that says the passport bros are men who have chosen to seek out foreign women, typically from other countries or relationships. They believe that Western women have been influenced by cultural and societal pressures to behave in a certain way. And that and by that, seeking out foreign women, they can find more authentic, fulfilling and harmonious relationships. 
this is yeah, that, a way to restore and the natural balance between masculine and feminine feminine energy and to avoid the wickedness of Western women. I say gosh damn. That's yeah, it's basically the best definition that you could that you can get for it. It's pretty cut and dry as far as what the intentions are. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's rich, right? When you hear like conversations about passport bros, one commonality here is that men are tricking to go to other countries, basically just going there for like sex tourism and things of that sort. Yeah, and, I think I saw something about sexual tourism. That's what they were calling it. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because women have been doing that for years, going to, what do you think they're going to Jamaica and, and these dying sport countries for? Hey, yeah. or lying as far as from immigration papers to get these men back into these countries. They've been doing it too. For a long time, but no one has said, has said anything about it. Versus the men who are actually ex- just exercising their options in general, and now it's a and now it's a problem. Dude, we're just supposed to sit here and continuously work nine to five job, nine to five um, jobs with corporations that hate us and will dispose of us at, at any means necessary. Meanwhile, we do live in a system to where I mean, you think about it, as a young man, right? I can't even really afford to get my own house or car, much less a wife and kids under this current economy. If I were to do that, me and my wife would both have to be working. And then where does that leave time to have children to raise healthy families? You know, it's just, it's really not plausible for someone. I mean, like I'm, I'm 25 years old. I would love to be married and have a wife and kids, but I can't do it. And then, of course, the, the one big reason for the passport Passport bros as well is because of the unbalanced and unfair laws that the family courts have against men in general too. So even if I were to find that little house in a prairie kind of woman, I have three red dots on the back of my head at all times. Especially as a black man going to the family court and having to deal with that mess. So it's just not worth it. It's funny you say that. I was listening to uh, what is her name? I think uh, I was listening to her earlier. I think her name is Dr. Smith. She was talking about how men, um, she can speak for men because nobody's going to listen to a man. If, if a man starts speaking, he'll yeah. be undermined, chastised, you know, and ridiculed. So she's speaking out for men. She's a first psychologist saying that there's no point in a man to get married. She, she just said it. There's no point. There's too many odds against him. Yeah, exactly. You know, but then you'll hear it's funny because now I'm generally more right leaning. If, if anything, I probably have to say I'm more the but I've had a problem with left and right leaning uh, commentators lately because the right, what they'll do, they'll champion to be the pro- like the progenitors of truth and justice. But if you listen to their their messaging, they still try to steer people into a direction that's going to lead you to their destruction. One big example I can use is Matt Walsh, right? So Matt Walsh just he works for a Daily Wire. He's supposed to be this this paradigm of Christian conservatism, right? And then he'll, even though he knows the statistics that are against men as far as getting married in this country, he'll still tell men to go get married because it's worth the risk. But then you look into Matt Walsh to see who his wife is. Right? She, she is this, this feminazi woman who was um, pro-abortion, right? It's like, well, as far as Matt Walsh's stances, he's very much against the abortion or anything um, LGBTQIA+, right? But his wife is championing the direct opposite opposite of his message. This is why I just can't take a lot of these folks seriously at all whatsoever. Especially if they start championing um, positions that are going to get men destroyed, which is, and I hate to say it, but getting married in the West is a, is a big one. If I'm getting married, it's going to be when I go overseas, probably to the Philippines or Thailand, because at least I know as a man there, I have righteous protections against the government. Yeah, I saw that uh, Filipinas are actually, I guess that one's a, a more uh, seeked. I'll say that word. Being more sought after. Still, oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, you got to think the biggest thing, well, two biggest things, right? One, culture. You know, especially I, I'm a Christian man and they are a Christian Catholic nation. Now, I'm not Catholic, but the sentimentalities and the laws lean more towards um, 
lean more towards that religion. I, I even think, I don't know, birth control is outlawed. I know they don't use it. But I know abortion is outlawed. And I think abortion and um, birth control is outlawed. I may be wrong on that. Someone can correct me. Yeah. You have to look that Please up. Do so, but I know abortion is outlawed. I just think they don't use birth control. But, I mean, that that's a big plus, you know, for me. Because especially here, with um, especially abortion being a, a hot button issue, which I don't think it should be, but again, that's just my opinion. But having being a hot button issue now, when you start talking about having children, that even then that becomes um, a controversial topic, which is sad to say because if you don't have children, you cannot continue. You cannot continue a population. And if you're starting to see the birth rates in America are declining more and more, and it's actually taking a, a stark and very, um, it's actually a very scary direction because it's, I think it's projected by 2030 that 50% of women will be single and childless. You know how bad that is yeah. for a nation? Yeah, that's correct. That so, correct. so what do you think that's going to happen? And then you saw, especially Black America, I think it's going to get to, I don't think it's going to be by 2030. But I wouldn't be surprised if given 20 years, you'll, the abortion rates will be higher than the, the birth rates. I'm serious. You, you know, I was listening to something. This is, I think I said this on a couple of podcasts that uh, like big, huge companies are already investing in more. I'm not going to be funny. Dog Wine food. and cat food. Wine, Wine and cat food, food. yeah. And dog food. It's like they they foresee what's already going to happen. You know, it's, it's a well, calm before the storm. Yeah, exactly. And, you gotta, and again, this is why I don't trust any of these politicians because they're all in these Fortune 500 companies lapsed. But first of all, these Fortune 500 companies, they run America. Not these politicians. They're just puppets. Let's just get that straight right now. This is, <laughs> we are in America, Inc. This is not the America that once was. You know, so, yeah, well, you see them following trends like that. Just start to notice how the laws are going to be more formulated. I guarantee you, these are two things I think is going to happen. One, they're going to try to institute some sort of bachelor tax to where if you're not married at some point in time. Or two, which is what I think, actually what I think is more, more likely, they're going to offer financial um, incentives for men to get married. That's what I think the second one will be. Well, that's what I think it will be. It's the uh, second one that they'll try to financially um, push men to get married and have children. Because they know, again, if we want, if we want to continue these, uh, these work factories, essentially, we need to have labor bees. And if we don't have children, then you know, we don't have more, more people working our jobs. What's going to happen? As you start to notice, more and more young men don't even want to go to work anymore. Or at least for, for nine to five jobs. I mean, what's the point? That's right. I understand, understand the sentiments. Again, I, I'm not even, I'm not talking, saying promises that I should get one, but again, my father and grandfather, they could, uh, they could get a house, a car, and be able to uh, um, afford having a wife and two kids, right? They could do that. It, by the time I'm able to do that, I'll probably be in my mid 30s. Yeah, no, it's and, and, and at that point in time, I want to get married in my mid 30s. If I'm supposed to get married to someone who's around my age, why would I want to get married to a, a woman who is 35 years old? She probably had kids, let's just be honest. She probably has a kid or two, right? She's slept around with more than her fair share of men. And because I've done everything the right way, I mean, especially as a Christian, I'm not sleeping around with a various women. And I'm just trying to keep my, my head and nose down to do the things I'm supposed to do to get ahead in life the right way. Now you're telling me that my penance for that is this group of used up eggless women. <laughs> I'm not so, doing that. So you feel like you shouldn't date a woman. You wouldn't date a woman with two kids. Or what about one kid? How do you feel about no, that? No, absolutely not. I'm not first of all, I'm not you dating like a woman with a five. So yeah, the kids is out the window. Body count of five. I wanna, now I need to know what those numbers are. Well, so 
statistically, it's proven that if a woman sleeps with more than five partners, then the the numbers for infidelity spike up significantly. So that's why it's be- that's why it's better, statistically speaking, to marry someone who has a lesser body count than five. And yeah. then that goes into a whole bunch of other um like hard studies as far as you know what kind of family does she um come from you know where was she raised what school does she, what school systems did she go to you know it it ties into all those all those statistics but it's better to marry a virginal woman because of all those other outstanding statistics that that support a stronger family unit if usually if you if you involve yourself with a woman who has a higher body count, there's a lot of other things that she's probably went through. Some that actually weren't her fault, but again, she was raised up in it. And because she's raised up in that, it's more than likely going to push her into the wrong direction. So that's just human. And it's human nature that's going to happen. And while I feel sorry that you grew up in those situations, it's not my responsibility to, to clean up your mess. So you wouldn't want to be uh, a father-in-law. Yeah, father-in-law. That's fair. Um, I mean, that's, you, you want what you want, right? and then everybody's entitled to what they want. No, nah, I'm not going to be stepdaddy this year. Because think about it like this, right? It's, so you want me to be a higher caliber of man that you gave your wound to. I'm basically financing another man's orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean... Yeah. It, 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 but again, that's the sentimentality here in the West that, again, someone like me would, would be a time candidate for um, stepdaddy material. Especially, crazy, crazy part especially is, I guess, in the black community. I think, I, I think the crazy part is uh, in the black community specifically, it's like 54% are childless uh, black men. I think yeah. 30 something percent were uh, married, of course. And then, like, those women are gravitating towards those men who are ancient. You know what I'm saying? Like that 16 to 13% ancient well, it, dudes. It, so they're, they're, they're multiplying with ancient you. dudes. So that's, that's what well, I uh, found astounding. And, and that's the point, right? So you think about someone like me and you. Single, childless, right? But then you'll have one dude, little Ray Ray from across the way, who has eight children from six different women. That's how the statistic is so okay, huge. I, I so what? So like I'm saying, that's how the statistics get so get so skewed because. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you do have a child. My bad. Yeah, I was, I, bad. I was like, hold on a second. But I was gonna let you finish. <laughs> no, but cause I know you, you're single, so that's why that just rolled off the that rolled off the tongue. My bad. But no, no, it's not. But I I know for me, right, single and childless. But then I know, I know other black men who have multiple kids by multiple different women. And that's how the statistics and really the cultural perception gets so skewed because it's a small minority of us that are doing it. But they cause so much problems, and it's ridiculous how much issues that they <laughs> that they cause by doing that. And so a cultural perception would be like, oh well, this Carlton S D would have no problem raising these other man's kids. Like, uh, well, actually, I have a big problem with that. And then. People would say that my standards are too high, and it's now. Th- and this is also how secular and um and progressive our society has become. To where, so as me as a Christian, if I say I want a woman who is either virginal or has a very low body count, and who is a Christian woman herself and lives by the book, that's too much to ask for. Yeah, I think some rapper, uh, I forgot what rapper it was. He wanted the girl with a low body count, or she was a virgin, one of the two, and he was getting ridiculed about it. It's like, why can't, what, what is so bad about that? There's, there's women out here. I know women out here who won't even have sex till marriage, and they get like, judged. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Well, that's funny. People don't mention it, too, is that women are a lot more harsh towards other women who, who choose to be, um, who choose to live traditional families, right? It's always the narrative that, oh, well, feminism is about, um, Women's choice to do anything they want. They want to be uh, virgin housewives, they can, and they want to be boss babes, they can. Which, in theory, that should be true, right? But in yeah. practice, no. Those women, especially conservative women who fight for men's issues, they get lambasted and destroyed. 
I, I would say worse than the men, actually, because now at that point in time, it's like you're betraying the sisterhood. Yeah, that's a conversation that's not being held enough is that women are very, very cruel to each other in that right, regard. Definitely. Well, so but, do you think, do you think, so we'll go back to the past, but do you think that there's been a huge influx since this uh, group started or the term passport bros have started? I'll be, I, I don't know the statistics behind it. Well, actually, I've seen some to where it's like there's been um, a slight increase as far as well, black people in general. But um, particularly in black men in this case, that have been traveling more and more as the years have gone on, even before the passport bros thing started. Well, I think now with passport bros becoming mainstream, actually, because Fox Fox News did cover it at um, some point in time with Austin Holloman. Oh wow! Now what it's going to start doing is opening men's eyes up and letting them know they have options, right? And and that was the point for for black men, right? It's we're supposed to be depressed, bogged down, beat, beaten up on mentally and emotionally, and lacking any kind of spirit. So we're just going to deal with all kinds of nonsense. Again, that's why, like, with white men, if they chose that they want to go outside the country, no one would say anything, right? But as soon as black men started exercising their options, it's a problem. And it's like that for a reason. Again, We've had this conversation. We had the conversation with the woman king, right? It's a lot of the societal problems that you see now. They originate within the black community because we were the guinea pigs to see how you would destabilize the society. Well, it worked, right? And it, I'm I'm sorry to say I don't think it's going to get any better because these problems are just too enriched within our culture. And now that you have black men, the main subject and guinea pig for this experiment, that are starting to leave. Now, what um, the government's using, they're using the guard dogs in order to, to peg us down and to disincentivize us to do it. But at this point, you know, the shaming tactics don't work anymore. The black men have been getting shamed pretty much ever since the, the mid-60s. Yeah. Especially, uh, I think that's when the Great Migration, they started moving uh, from the South up. And that's when we started expanding our horizons, um, yep. our culture. And mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm um, talking to a lot of black men. Um, I think we're number two on the list for uh, being sought after. I think yeah. white men well, are yeah. first, and then uh, black men are next. Well, actually, yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to segue into that point. Um, I know Arab women especially love dating black men, and the reason why they do it, and I think you just mentioned it, is because they say black men are, are usually nicer and more easygoing. They're not as abrasive as them in their own culture, mm. which I would say is very true. And especially if you look at the statistics for how um, black fathers raise their children, we are statistically the best fathers. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know, but it, but again, it's because that small percentage of us that are knocking up all these women and having these kids out of wedlock. Now it makes the whole look bad when it's like, no, this is just a and a terrible minority of men that are causing these issues. But if you look at the average black father, we're the best father. And that statistic is out there, but again, the conversation is, is always made to seem opposite. Well, I'm at the mindset. I, I, I just turned 25 in January. Yeah. All right, I'm already at the mindset to where, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and just keep fighting for one, for a country that doesn't embrace me, doesn't really care about me, and only sees me as cannon fodder, and blames me for issues that I was, that was born after they started. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, you know what, fine. I'm just going to take everything I have and go elsewhere. I'm going to go ahead and get these VA benefits right, and then I'm going to take my ass to the Philippines, and I'm going to find me a bride out there. Or I might go to Africa. I mean, because again, I would love to actually be with a black woman, but as far as an American one, no. And that's more so the culture and the laws that are pervasive in our country, not just not black women in general. Yeah, I know it's, it's uh, for us as black women, but I know a lot of men are leaving this and saying, yeah, well, we want to go elsewhere. And uh, Philippines keeps popping up, uh, South Korea, oh, yeah. Thailand, those places. 
I actually, have a guy in Colombia. He's he's out there in Colombia almost all the time. You actually, have you heard of an app called Vietnam Wingman? No, I'm not. So basically, it's um, and they actually, I know Big Trucker Review. He's a YouTuber, and they um sponsor him as well. They sponsor him as well. But basically, it's of men who want to go to South, men who want to go to South Vietnam, if they want to go, like you know, find a wife. Or, or a partner, or even just a pen pal, right, to go to another country. Mm-hmm. That app is set up to where like, you just have to answer questions, just as well as, like, your name, how tall are you, body weight, uh, things of that sort. You have to take a picture of yourself. Hey, what are your intentions? And it's just an easy way to connect with, um, really, with other people if you want to go to South um, South Vietnam. Because one thing that a lot of men have, have um, stated is that when they go to other countries, you know, they're like they're lost, right? Because they, they just don't know the culture or anything that sort of me. And it's scary for them, which I would more than understand. But with um, Vietnam Wingman, that actually makes it easier because by the time you go over there, you already know someone. And probably yeah. through that person, you can meet other people. And so when you go there, you already have a basis foundation set up. So I actually like the fact that more and more, uh, the Paso Bros conversation has definitely become global. And it and it's become global in a very quick way. I mean, you guys think this conversation only started? I would like to say what five to six months ago. It was yeah. shortly after Kevin Samuels passed away. Yep, yep, yeah. Actually, that's, and, yep. and the thing is, with Kevin Samuels' um, death, this is actually what got my mindset more into like seeking other options. When I saw the vitriol of when that man died. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, no. Because if, yeah. And if he gets talk, talked about like this, if he gets ridiculed like this, I got What chance do I got? Yeah, I saw that. I started to remove, I don't, you know, I'm not a social media big junkie on it, but I started removing yeah, people when they started celebrating his death. I'm like, come on, this man's not Hitler. I get you didn't like how he said or presented himself in certain areas but you know some of the things were factual i looked him up he was spot on so i'm like okay and he did always want uh people to get help therapy again people were probably like julian's Julian's piece of shit because he's uh sticking up for kevin samuels i'm just sticking up for the fact of have some dignity some where's your moral compass at for somebody who passes away you're celebrating that you know this man killed somebody's kid god forbid or uh slapped somebody or doesn't put his hands on somebody but words that's what I'm saying. Just words, and you've never met this man a day in your life. You know nothing about him besides what you see on the TV screen, right? Like when he passed away, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was actually a little saddened because it's like, damn, this is a brother who actually was trying to do his best to help our community. He was Kevin Samuels was the man who was holding the floodgates open for this passport bro stuff. Because if he would have died, right, and let's just say it was amicable. And there was no venom spewed his way. I don't think this would have blew up the way it did. But as soon as that happened, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of brothers who were real angry. Like again, I was mad, but I wasn't like seething angry. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of brothers were seething angry towards like, you know what? We're done. Because if you think about it, right, Kevin Samuels as again a black man, it's me as a black man who's seeing that. I share I shared a lot of his values, right? So it was at that point in time, it's toward, well, well, damn. I mean, this was this was the guy y'all said you wanted, right? The tall, seven-figure man, worked in corporate America, you know, was was fit, uh, well-educated and articulate. And this is how y'all treated him when he died. Well, on a social hierarchy, I ain't shit compared to him. Yeah. So... Uh-uh. That's the treatment that he's getting from y'all. I know I'm going to get far worse. Were you thinking about before he passed? Were you thinking about marrying outside the U.S. or how did that come about? Oh, uh, well, I know I just well I haven't been with my ex for about I think one and a half years at this point, right? She a black, she black lady. Yeah, and I and a lot of the problems that I went through with her, like I would watch Kevin Samuels podcasts a lot, and it was like, yeah, I experienced those same issues, and she had a lot of those same uh, modern day mentalities that a lot of other black women have. 
Like, I, I'll just put it to you like this. She would um constantly argue and fight with me, and I was the type of dude who, like, bought her new tires for her car, got her uh, a camera she needed for a class she needed to take, or she wouldn't have been able to, or she would have had to drop that class. But I wanted to make sure she got her um, bachelor's degree. Yeah. So I paid for, uh, I think it was like almost a $400 camera for her to get. I drove from Florida to Virginia because I wanted her to experience for the first time in her life just sitting, sitting in the passenger seat of someone else's car. Because every other dude that she dated, you know, couldn't, couldn't or wouldn't do that for her. And I was still told over text message that if she was with a white man, she wouldn't have the issues that she had. So, yes, damn. Yeah, that, that she said that. So now, I, and so it was never really something as far as dating abroad initially. It was just the fact that I, I wouldn't say it was a black pill perspective. It's like, oh, I'll never find love again. It was just, you know what? I'm not even going to think about marriage or relationships. Yeah. Three times because, again, that, ah, you don't understand, like, just that one statement she said, forget all the other crap that happened. That one statement she said, it, I'm not going to lie, it broke me. It broke me for a long time. Because I'm thinking to myself, you, you're a black woman. I'm a black man. We're supposed to be in this together. And this is what you said to me? You never even had romantic interest for white men. You never kissed a black man. I mean, kissed a white man. You never slept with a white man. You never in a relationship or married. Like, go and get, go and get, go and go get yeah. my white man. I want my yeah, white man. she she had never been involved with a white man in her life, and that's what she said to me. And, I, and I'm like, all right. In my mind, it's like, okay, well, if you're having issues with me, right? Again, because I'm the quote-unquote culturally closest thing that you'll get to a, a white guy and a, and a black man's existence. What do you think is going to happen when you try dating them? Mm. They're not going to put up with that shit that I put up with for you. No, I think a lot of a lot of white men. Uh, I think black men just they sexualize them just for yeah. sex, of course. So that's what they look yeah. like. And if you see the black women, the white men date. It's usually like top tier. They're not dating the. They're not dating below the median line when it comes to that. Only white men that will do that is if they're um, below the pale themselves. You said something about obesity earlier. That's that. That's a whole epidemic no, that's in America it. itself. And I couldn't date. Uh, me personally, I, I like to work out. I, I like to eat right, so I couldn't date a obese or overweight girl right and so you i mean you know me right like i'm, I'm a bigger dude i'm not like sloshing over fat but i like i am a bigger man but it's funny because we like when we were on home um, wrestling stuff you could tell us like i'm very strong right but i've been told from people that because i'm a bigger dude i should expect to be with someone who is like a hundred and 60, between 60 and 80 pounds. And I'm like, all right, well, hold up now. Now, again, I get, I have a whole bunch of, like, lower body injuries that really prevents me from being in a tip-top shape that I'm supposed to be in, but I'm not some job of the hut either. And then when you tell someone like me who has good moral values and a work ethic that my, basically, what I should get is below the barrel caliber of women, that actually speaks a lot to not even just how people um, see me, but just like the the average yeah, dude in general. You take care of your body. You take care of usually everything else around you because that's you know that's the only thing you have. Really, you can buy a new car, yeah. a new house, but your body. So I it just, I mean, I've seen cute bigger women. That's cool. I'm not saying they're ugly, they're gorgeous. But nah, if you if, if you're like, was it overweight? Is what? 20 to 29 and obese is 29 pounds over i think yeah, yeah no no and most of the women i've dated i've stumbled into them being fit that's just how it is was it fit yeah. feminine fit feminine friendly fit feminine friendly. Like? <laughs> yeah i'm about, about no. to say <laughs> like you know i'm listen i'm still in the thousand pound club almost in the 1200 so i'm not <laughs> 
I'm not in terrible shape by any means. No, 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 no. I, I feel like no. That's that's a can't do it. And my boy's always being the devil's advocate. He's like, find a big girl and help her lose weight. I said, yeah, I don't have time. But you know the statistics behind that is, if you date a bigger girl and she loses weight, I think it's like eighty-five to ninety percent of the time she's gonna leave you. I'd be and you want to know big. why that is? And you want to know why that is? Was it? It's because so. now she notices the other dudes that she couldn't get before are starting to look at her. And in her mind, she's going to think, well, you were the caliber of man to date me at my worst, so why should I still be with you? Versus the, uh, these other guys wouldn't give me the time of day until now. And that's where hypergamy starts kicking in. That's why it's not wise to date someone who is bigger and even to help them lose weight. Just, again, it's a product of our society. It is hypergamy that's unfettered. And there's, there's no moral, religious, or um, state constraint anymore in terms of dating, well, particularly for women. Men never really had those constraints. Yep, I can't. So, I'd be trying to make mine big on the low. So those listeners yeah. try to date me, I'll put a little extra and ruin your damn girl's trip. <laughs> fuck fuck out of here. Oh, I, that's another thing in general. It's um, another big reason for the passport bros going overseas is because our systems, order, and structures that we place in our relationships, you know, again, they're not really trying to fight against that. So long as you're taking care of them, right, and you're not, abu- and you're not abusing them, any other rules that you may have, they don't care about following them because they know that, for one, their lifestyles are much better with American men. Yeah. And two, your the demands are unreasonable. Uh, again, what you mentioned with the girls' trips and stuff, you imagine getting into a relationship nowadays and you're telling a chick you can't go to bar clubs anymore and you can't go, go on girls' trip? Oh, yeah. I already told I told. Things divide about 90% of relationships. When I, when I date them, I tell them, because being down here since I moved down here last March, and these women who are married or engaged are going are coming up to me, and I'm like, "Ma'am, are you married?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Exactly." But I'm on girls trip. I'm like, "And you look stupid right now." I don't say that. I'm like, "Nah, ma'am, you're good. I'm I'm gonna move over here now. Get on my face." I, I had a girl come up to me who was going to get married. I think she came down on a Thursday. She got married Sunday, so she was there for a couple more days. She got married in like three days. She's like, "I don't know. I want to have sex to see if my uh, if it's worth being married to my." fiance and that's why what? I lost it. Yeah. I had to actually repeat it because I couldn't I couldn't like compute what the hell was going on. You can, you can't believe somebody's trying to get yeah it sounds like somebody's trying to get me right now. She was dead ass serious. It's crazy. That'd be like one of those things if I was out with my boys and some chick said that I would look around and be like yeah like, you set her you set her up to do the thing you but no <laughs> the truth hey look the truth is often stranger than fiction man. And, yeah, yeah hearing, hearing stuff like that, it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm not surprised. It, it's sad, but I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, no. I'm not a demanding man, but I, I can't date a girl who wants to go on girl strips like that. I just, That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, again, people say I'm controlling, whatever. I'm going to be judged either way. And, and then, you know, it's funny because, like, with the conversations, like, You'll see a lot of um, female detractors. They'll say these women only want you for your resources, and they want they want these papers out of you. What they don't realize, one, because they're so ignorant, is that uh, most foreigners now actually don't want to stay in America. They, what they'll do, they'll come to America to make to get the American dollar, and then they go back home and live like kings. You even have some people like Mexicans. What they'll do. They'll work in like somewhere like Texas, right? And even some Americans will do this. They'll work in Texas, and then they'll drive across the border to go to Mexico, and they live lavishly. Because the, the dollar to the peso, I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> How much more, do, more value the um, American dollar has to the Mexican peso? Uh. So, I, I mean, even that with the, the green part argument. Yeah, at one point in time, that was true. But a lot of foreigners will even say that America's too, it's increasingly more and more unsafe to live in. So they don't want to stay here anymore. They're trying to go back as well. So you can't even use that argument anymore. Yeah, no. So I, it, I'm trying to like find this everyone, video of this, of this Asian or this Filipina. She, Filipina she just, Yeah, I actually found out her today. 
she's talking about this is a video she's breaking down like if y'all don't want your your uh these men we'll gladly take them but don't get mad at us for taking your men that you don't want and it's like she's just breaking down. i was like gosh damn no and damn. the thing is is right because they'll say oh these women who are uneducated you know speak very little english and you're going there to take advantage of them you realize that filipino women on average speak about two to three different languages yeah and they are very educated they go to school and in other countries especially in asia parents use their children as retirement plans so they have to go out there and get and work and get degrees there is no plan they don't play those games so when we go over there to other countries and we marry them, we're expected to take care of them and their families. Here's the thing that modern day women don't know or don't care to know because they've never been taught. Men will gladly take care of our wives' families. And think about it like this. If that family cultivated a woman that was so good, that is good to me to where I want to marry her, I have no problem taking care of y'all. And the thing is, in the Philippines, because it's so cost-efficient, Bro, I could give them a hundred dollars a month, and one dollar in America equals fifty-five over there. I have to go over there. Yeah, so, so I'm saying oh I can give these folks a hundred dollars a month and change their lives, especially their farmers. Man, I'll go in their house. I'll put in a little washing and drying machine in there for them, so you don't got to hang yourself up on the clothesline no more. But you need a fridge. I got you. You need some more farm hands. I got you. I could do that just off of $45,000, $50,000 a year. Easy. While supporting her and three other little kids running around. So, nappy-headed Filipinos. I said, gosh, damn. So, so would you <laughs> join a... Because, uh, actually, as we speak, somebody just asked me about passport, bro. I don't, people want me to travel. I haven't traveled enough. But uh, would you join a passport bros group? Tongue twister. I would. I'm still waiting for my passport, actually. But yeah, I, I absolutely would. And because the, the big thing is, me and my um my my mom and dad in 2025, we're moving to the Philippines, anyways. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be um traveling abroad in a very short amount of time. I hear you on that. It, that and that's what people have been pushing for me. Like I got a lot of people that look out for me and see what I post, which is which is nice and they've been selling me for the last like 12 years julian do not date a american girl and i didn't think that now you know you're young you don't think about anything i think i was like what yeah 20, 20 years old you're like don't do anything with an american girl get out of here you're, no, you're 20 so you don't really know like... yeah i was like what the heck i just i just want to play grand theft auto so uh, you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just i just want to just chill and just be a player back then when I was doing. You weren't stuff. even drill starting Julian yet. Hey, like I was you. drill starting. I was just cooling him, cooling my little caddy. So then I, I fast forward. I'm like, okay. So I have dated people who weren't, are not American, and it was. I'll just say it was interesting in the least. I'll say that part. Very interesting. Well, it, and the thing is, and I'll be honest again. I'm a very like. I've always been more of a wallflower, right? But. As time has gone on, I've just been a lot more reclusive in nature. So I'm not going out there and trying to date date like that. Right? Especially yeah. how I was burned the last time. It was just to the point to where at first it was fear, right? I'll be honest. At first it was fear. And now it's just a lack of desire to even want to do that, at least here in America. Now, when I think about dating overseas, it's like, oh yeah, I I'm ready for it. I just can't do it right now. Especially with me being in the military and the transitioning phase of me getting out. But the thing is, like, with dating here in the West, in particular, is that even if things were to go well for me, with a strong arm of the law that they have on their side, I, wouldn't, I don't want to engage myself with you, besides the platonic level. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of women that I've seen where it's like, yo, I want to see what she's about. She seems like she's really cool, but I got to think, well, what's, what are the things that could go wrong? What are the pros and cons to it? And the more that I think about it, the cons outweigh the pros so much to where it's just a point. I, I, I ain't finna try to mess with that, man. It, it's, it's really interesting, too, especially in our black culture, that I think one out of four black women get married. I, I don't know yeah. how that came about. I can dig into it later on. but Well, I think on um, black... Um, Statistic, I think it's like blackstatistics.com or something of that sort. Yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll um, detail this. Yeah, one for black women to get married, and, and I, that number is starting to decline more and more. 
And if these passport bros, they start lifting off, I'm sure it's going to take flight more in like next two years. I don't know where. We're oh, going yeah. To I don't know. What's going I to mean, be. just think about what because the statistics now are that like, I think 45 to 50 percent of women are going to be single and childish child um, list. I mean, they are they're childish now, <laughs> but uh, childless in uh, 2030. I think that number is going to spike because. The more and more this Passport Bros content starts getting pushed out, and the more and more these videos of men detailing the, the pros of living overseas, just like because men think things like on a cost analysis um, perspective. So yeah. you just detail to me how much cheaper it is to live there, then the prospects of relationships automatically go up because if I can stretch my dollar out, then that's automatically going to open doors to better, uh, better access and caliber of women anyway. So I don't even have to start thinking about relationships at that point. If I just know it's that much cheaper to live there, I'll move there in a heartbeat if I can. It's like, oh, shoot. If, by the time I get out, yeah, I'll be making, at the very least, probably 44000 a year. And that number and that number is only going to increase with, um, with the VA benefits that we get. Yeah. So at that point, I'm just like, yeah, sign me up. Because at that point, and again, I'm I've never been the type to sleep around. I don't want to, but I just want to go somewhere to where the standards that I have for a woman who is more than likely virginal and younger than I am, right? Because my mom and dad are seven years apart, right? And so if I go overseas, the last time I go, I'll be 27. And if I want to marry someone who is like 20 or 19, here in America, people would think I'm some sort of predator or something like that even though she's a consenting adult. Yeah. But over there, it's they would prefer it because, again, I have a noticeable age gap from their daughter, which means I have more life experience that I'm more, and I'm more likely going to be wiser and able to lead a family, a family unit. Because you got to think, the protection of the father now transitions over to the husband. I have to be a trustworthy individual in order for a father to be able to do that, right? At least you should be. So, yeah, and uh, other countries, they prefer that age gap because it's needed. Because marriage over there is still very family-oriented, and you need to have strong families in order to thrive in a society. But you, over here, if I say I'm 25, and if you introduce me to someone and I say how old is she, she and you say she's 25, she's too fucking old. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because... I'm probably not going to get married to you for another two to three years. So we're 28. Then I'm probably not going to have a, a kid until maybe two years in. So by that point in time, you'll be 30 years old before we have our first kid. Mm. I say, gosh. And you know how when women turn 30, and studies have already proven this, when they turn 30, guess how much your egg count drops? I'll, 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 let, you, I'll let you guess. The number might is might be surprising to you. Fifty percent higher. Eighty percent higher. Ain't no way. It's ninety six percent. Ninety ninety two percent. Ninety five percent. Jesus, look it up. Ninety five percent. That's what the egg count drops when they turn thirty, on average. So, again. Now that you know that, and if I stayed in America and waited till I was 35 years old to get my income up, to get married, why would I want to date someone, a woman who was 35 years old? No one, and, and at that point, that's where geriatric pregnancy comes in. Yeah. Because her body is not, probably not strong enough in order to even have one kid. And if I do have a kid, it's increased chance. That child having uh, mental retardation and things. Uh, man, I'm not trying. Because now that kid has to suffer for our decisions. And it's not so, fair to the child. So would you, because uh, we're going to have to do a part two. Would you do a podcast on a contrasting ID, ID, idea on a woman who's against passport, bros? Sure. So we're going to have to do that. We definitely have to do that. Because I know some women are against it. Which I don't understand. Yeah, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, if you want to travel, well, in person, I get it from the fact that you. there's not a lot of men, especially black successful men, 
left. So I, I understand that part. Well, here's the thing, right? It's the men who are leaving, they're not these cookies and Ray Rays. In order to live overseas, you have to make at a median between about fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. So those men aren't broke. But they only view them as dusty and broke because they're not the top one percent the top ten ten to one percenters. But that's not even how it works. Those men who are going overseas know these are the guys that y'all want as your plan B. So when you're done having your fun to wipe y'all up. And they're saying, and we're saying no. That's why y'all are getting mad. And that's why y'all are calling us dusty and broke and we don't have any game. It's like, you, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. But at this particular juncture, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I've already seen how ugly y'all could be to good men. I'm one of them. So why am I thinking to beat my head, beat my head against the wall? I mean, here's a quote. It's no matter how many times you beat your head against the wall to get through the other side, you're always going to bleed. I'm not Very bleeding for y'all no more. Yeah, yeah. I hear you on that. And that's where most, most mentality to these passport bros come into. I'm not bleeding for y'all no more. Because it's been shown anytime I bleed for y'all, more often than not, you cut deeper. Well, we're going to wrap this up, Dale. Do you have anything to say before we uh, end this? Oh, well, I just want to say that, again, I really, really appreciate the opportunities that you give people to come in your podcast. And I can, I, I seriously hope you keep on growing. I think you're going to do great things with this podcast. And, and just in general, man, because you're, you're a really good dude and a hard worker. So, Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah of course. And like I said, any time, anything I can do to, I can do the help because especially once I start going overseas, so many options and doors are going to open for me. <laughs> I might not even know what to do with myself for a while, but I already know that as far as like Christian ministry goes into, I'm definitely, that's what, actually my biggest focus, especially because I have more resources to help grow the church. Yeah. I think that's where my big focus is going to be. But if I can actually have podcasting on the side as well to do that, and just help the church grow even more? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because I want more men, especially black men, to realize that, for one, you're not alone in your thoughts, and two, you have options. You don't have to play this game anymore that we have been told for years and years and years that we had to do. I like that. If I can ever help with that, you know, just reach out, and I'll, I'll be right there. Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing is um black men we gotta realize and stop being so scared to work with one another. You know, I think and that's that's a topic in and of itself as far as just black men being so fearful of each other and not even wanting to work together is so distrustful. Shit, man. I appreciate you coming on and uh I'm gonna go ahead and line that up that next podcast, uh part two. Okay, yeah, yeah, too easy. All right, brother. Well, uh, that's enlightening me, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening. Again, please subscribe and rate. And y'all take care.